This SoFi podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Back to you is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we earn our doctorate in BS as we pilot higher and deeper in a wide-ranging automotive bull session. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for this BS session and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast and OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is back to you with Howard Sudbury, me, and Steve Baskerville. I thought for a second you forgot your name. You know uh, you what? Paused. That was a long, long pause. It was a pause. I don't know why I paused because I didn't forget it. But you know what? That could come at an episode at any point. <laughs> at any point during the day that could happen uh, i'm so excited today and i uh, merry christmas howard oh merry christmas happy holidays to you we're we're now, we're in the season now <laughs> now here's the here's the thing that's going to lead right away to my question of the day you okay ready? i look forward my, to your questions of the yes, day here's my question of the day when is it now we've covered when it's too late to say happy new year all right like we've done that in a past podcast where you don't linger into february saying happy new year all right so when is it too early to say merry christmas when is it too soon now we're like one or two weeks into december now as folks hear this potentially and it feels early (laughs) It, it feels early for what, me hey, wait, to say that to you. What does potentially mean? No, we've talked about this too. They may, some folks may hear this particular episode in March. Oh, they might. Yeah, but yeah. most people, I think, are going to be uh, on time with it uh, in early December as we do this, as we we move it on out to the world. Uh, now, as I said, Merry Christmas to you. This feels way too early, even. Two weeks into December seems early. When, as you're casually strolling around, I know this isn't a typical Christmas season where you're not going to be walking down the lane and and waving hi to folks like you would in other. I can't imagine you walking down the lane waving hi, saying. (laughs) (laughs) But 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 listen, listen to me. When do you start saying to folks you meet, "Hey, Merry Christmas"? I think that if you're, I think any time like a week into December, if you're, if you happen to be talking to somebody on the phone, if you're sending uh-huh. an email, I think, uh-huh. uh, I think at any point then that, that would be, uh, you know, a proper way to, to sign off. I agree with that. And I have tried to pinpoint it now. I think I will start saying Merry Christmas and have routinely done so. On the 18th of December, a solid week before Christmas uh-huh. Day, that seems like the appropriate length of time uh, to say Merry Christmas and to begin saying it. Well, what if you're, what if it's like the 15th and you're talking to somebody on the phone you haven't talked for a while and you say, well, all if right, it, I'll talk to you later. Uh, do you say, uh, that's fine Merry because Christmas? it may not be, yeah, because it may be someone you won't talk to for a couple of months, maybe. There. But I'm just talking about, uh, uh, neighbors and 
and folks uh, say hello to folks you know <laughs> and have a cup of cheer. When you're holly jolly Christmasing, I think uh, you have to wait because you could still run into these people the next day or the day after. And it would yeah. be too odd to say it on the 7th of December, the 8th of December. Yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, running into the neighbors. I have run into more neighbors over the since this pandemic began because I have been home and I've been outside walking a lot. And when I was going to work every day somewhere else, leaving the house, I, I didn't even know who half the people were that lived in the neighborhood. What do you feel better about it now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize there were so many dogs in my neighborhood. Oh yeah, <laughs> I see. Everybody's I see got more. A dog. Everybody's got a dog, and they're, they're just borrowing other neighbors' dogs and walking them. But everybody I run into when I'm out there seems to have a dog of some kind. Yeah, well, you could be in Florida where half your neighbors might have like a pet python or an exotic <laughs> animal. And I'd like now that's a now that's an Instagram when you see your neighbor walking a python. <laughs> <laughs> that's worth it. Um, but it is a Christmas season, and I love it. And uh, you had me uh, thinking of uh, of this today's episode with what you had on your mind, and I got into it and thought about it, and I'm ready for you today. I'm glad. I'm glad you thought about it. Um, yeah. Uh, let me let me mention one other thing before sure we get there, and then we'll forget. Why not? Uh, this this then will be the show that we normally name things we intended to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's the promo for it. So yeah. we're not going to get to what what I originally mentioned. Yeah. No, I counted up uh, since the pandemic began, and as you know, I have missed a lot of classic movies over the years. So since the pandemic began, and mostly, I'm going to say, in the last six weeks, uh, I've watched over 25 movies. Now, that's, that's a fair good. amount. That's nice. That's a nice amount. And you still maybe are a tenth of the way oh, in movies that you ought to catch up with. Oh, uh, maybe. I mean, I might be, you know, 500 movies behind. I mean, the well, classics see, here's, that I have here's not at seen. Here's the root of it. Here's the at the root of it. Through all of our working years uh, and free time, I probably spent much more time either going to the movies or watching movies as you did. You found other things to do with your time. I did. Yeah. That's why you have to catch up now. And it's not that I didn't and, and don't love movies. It's just that when yeah. I came home from work, um, yeah, I chose to do other things. Uh, because maybe I didn't feel like going out in the evening and watching a movie or what, you know, anything or what yeah. have you. I almost said yeah. what have you, because that's what I say all the time. And I can't listen to these shows play back <laughs> because I hear myself say stupid things like that. <laughs> what have you is not a bad phrase. Yeah, but and if you say you? it, if you say it over <laughs> and over and over again, it's really well, what do you crazy. have? What do you have? Maybe I you're have, excited about something you have. I have nothing. I have a little, uh, a little theme for this show. So here's what we came up with. We, most people love lists. And we have come up with a little mini list of our five favorite Christmas songs 
yes. and our five favorite Christmas movies. Yes. And, and you're And I'm very it. excited to share that because everybody now, in one way or the other, hearing music, looking at, you know, the, the Christmas holiday films are out there on TV everywhere. Now, here's, all right, we're going to start with songs, right? Is that yeah. what you want to start with? Sure. Now, I have to clarify something. Are these songs that you like to hear or are they songs you like to sing personally? There's a big difference. You're talking about songs you like to hear, your favorite songs through the season that you like to hear. Is that right? Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, songs that you like. Now, I, that you no, like well, the sound of. No, no, no. You, and those here's may be the, songs here's you like to sing. It's a totally different list. I'm not going to name these, but my favorite song to sing during the holiday season is the 12 Days of Christmas. That's the one I like to participate in, and, although I don't know it all. I know... Uh, and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> I know that, and I know five golden rings. And, now, and the, the rest of it, I had to have others around me because I don't know the other uh, gifts with the numbers. But I love saying that song, I just love to participate in and sing. I don't want to hear it on the radio necessarily or some other source, but I like singing it. There's another the song I like singing. And it always sounds, you know, like, you know, like, this is corny. Why don't, I don't want to sing that. Like, if I'm in a group with people and this song starts, my attitude at the beginning is always, this is corny. It's sing that jive song. And then 30 seconds later, I find myself singing, uh, Jingle all the way. Oh, what fun <laughs> it is to ride. And there's something about jingle bells. As a song to participate in, I love. It's one of my favorite songs to sing. So that's a totally different area. But let's talk about the ones we like to hear or hear played or I like to, uh, during the holiday. So are you telling me that you, with your family, uh, your kids are grown now, but if they all come over that you sit around and sing Christmas carols? No, but if I'm in a, an environment where... It, it does break out like at a party or some uh, some, drink, some get people are drinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> those two songs. I love it. I love. I just love participating in those two songs. I don't mind. I hate karaoke. Hate it. But if I were somewhere in a karaoke bar and one of those two songs broke out, I would be forced to enjoy it and to sing along because those are my favorite singing Christmas songs, but they're not my favorite Christmas songs. Okay, well, having get said it, get that, it? I get yeah. it, I get it. Yeah. You've qualified it. Yeah. So, at this point, yes. I won't do a drum roll, but why don't you go five <laughs> through one. First of all, well, we'll see after we're done with my five. Uh, yeah. Do you think, out of your five and my five, yeah. do you think we'll have any matches I think One there's a match, shot. two match, three match. What do you think? Throw I think out a there's number. A, uh, there's a shot that we'll have one. One. Okay, I'm going to say two. I'm, that's going to push it. But when you hear mine, uh, <laughs> I think they may be different from yours. Okay. All right? Well, with no further ado, this was a do. This was much ado about nothing. Okay, number five. <laughs> and what have you? 
right. All right. Okay. Now, that was so unfunny. It made I'm gonna, me want to turn this recorder off. I'm going to name my five, but I can't. They, I love all of these for different reasons. So it's not the one I'm starting off with may not be the one of the five I like the least, but it's among the five. Okay. Yes. You ready? I'm ready. Right, I'm, now, I'm, here's I'm gonna get a little backstory with my first choice. Okay. Growing up as a, from, as a kid, there were a lot of women in my house, my mother, and I had two or three aunts that lived nearby and my older sister and so they dominated the radio play or what you'd hear on the record player. And especially during the holidays around Christmas. Okay. Sure. So there was one voice I heard more than others. And to this day, Christmas means hearing this person sing. And I, and I just love it. I, I'm, and that person is the great Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis. I mean, he would sing, you know, walking in a wonderland. Oh, he had a lot of Or sleigh bells ring, you know, uh, the Christmas party at the home of Farm Agree. Oh, silent. Now, it could be anything by Johnny. That's all I, I heard every I, day. I think Johnny Mathis' uh, voice is uh, pretty much synonymous with Christmas. So I picked the Johnny Mathis Christmas song that okay. I like hearing. All right over and over during the holidays and that song is oh holy night by johnny mathis yes you put that on and by the end of the song there are tears rolling down the faces of everybody listening uh, it's just so it, his voice is so beautiful and the yeah. song is beautiful and it's just play it again i agree play it again i agree play half of it and a lot of people just, just, you know just a lot of these it. a lot of these songs that the that we mentioned have been recorded you know by a lot of different artists but uh i don't think anybody could do that song any better than johnny mathis that song and i don't care how old you are or maybe you don't know who johnny mathis is get yourself do yourself a favor and pick up any johnny mathis christmas album but play oh holy night in particular and it's just moving. It's a moving experience. It is. Uh, all right. That's the first one in a totally different direction. You ready for the next one? I'm ready. Number four. Uh, number four. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas by the Drifters. I'm dreaming of a white dip dip Christmas dip dip. You ever heard that? Sure. Dip, dip, I have. Dip, sure. Dip, dip, I mean, by them. By the Drifters. I have. I have. I have. That song, I love it. I can't get enough of it. Every time that comes on, I want to hear it over and over again because it was a great treatment in a rock and roll fashion of an old favorite. Well, okay? that song and their version of it still gets played. You know, every radio, every, every city in the country has a radio station. In Chicago, yeah. it's... 93.9 WLITFM. They go to Christmas music at, you know, like in September, it seems like, you know, all Christmas music yeah. and the ratings skyrocket. So you're, you'll hear the Drifters version. And I, 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 I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Are I you going to sing them all? Love it. 
I and might get but a that because sued? I love these songs. I don't care. It's the holidays. <laughs> you you got good lawyers. You deal with it. Okay, that's number <laughs> that's number four. Number four. You ready for my th- number three? I'm ready. These songs, some of them you'll hear a thousand times between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and they make you sick of it. You'll hear this song a thousand times. I'll want to hear it a thousand and one. That's how much I love it. You ready for it? I'm ready. It's the most wonderful time of the year by Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There's another voice that is synonymous with Christmas, Andy Williams. Yes. Andy Williams used to come on TV with a Christmas special every year. And it was it, like his family yep. and, 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 and uh, big snow scenes and folks in sleighs and they're tipping their hats and they're having a good time. Right. And it was a real holiday. But that song in particular, you can uh, get in your car now and turn the radio on and head somewhere. You are bound to hear it. You are. Within 10 minutes. And okay. Andy Williams version. And what would he be wearing on that TV special? He'd be wearing a top hat. Like one of those top hats, like a formal top hat with a scarf on and uh, a nice uh, quilted jacket. Or a red cardigan sweater. That's how I think of him. Yeah, I think of him in the the sleigh uh, with the fake horse, you know. And the fake snow. And the fake snow. Yeah. Yeah. And the fake hair. uh, Yeah, that was (laughs) later on in his career. (laughs) All right. Those are three. Those are three. Three. Now we're down. To, we're getting down to the big two now. <laughs> Number two. Uh, I I mentioned this song and we, and sang some of it in a prior podcast. It had nothing. This is how much we love the song. As folks who love the song, uh, you don't even have to. You could hear this in July and still appreciate it because it's just a wonderful, feel good version of. This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Yeah, right. Yes. Do you remember when I sang that on a podcast? I, I don't. With Napoleon? With Napoleon? Napoleon Harris? Yes. The Illinois State Senator? Oh, yeah. yes, I do. We he sang, sang with some you. of that. You yeah. did a duet. Yes, yes. Yes. Love it. Donny Hathaway, any time of year, you mentioned Donny Hathaway, and this Christmas you'll want to sing it. Yep. But, but, but even more, you'll want to hear it. He does it. In a way that just it makes you feel so good when you hear it. And you'll hear that song a thousand times between Thanksgiving and Christmas Day. And the feel of that song, you could, you're could, you right, you could hear that in, in June. And yes, you'd want to hear it because it, it, yes. it's got kind of a, a, you know, a happy pop song feel to it almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that's number what, two? Is that what I said? That's number two. You know what that brings us to? The top of the, the charts, Casey yes. Kasem. This is my number 40. one. And I'm curious. Don't tell me now, but I bet you none of those were on your list. But don't tell me now. Don't I'm tell me. I'm not going to tell you. I don't think. This is the one I'm thinking maybe on your list of all the ones I mentioned. This one at night with the fire in the fireplace going. Uh, there's some sentimentality to it. Although it makes you feel good, it's silky smooth. The voice is just a none other. Nobody like this guy when he sings. And I'm thinking of the great, late 
Nat King Cole and the Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting. Beautiful. On an open fire. Oh, just, yeah. Nothing like it. And so, it, like, I think there's piano and soft, and, and the way he says it, man, sings yeah. it. Yeah. It's just a cozy kind of song. It's well, a cozy song. That's a great selection for number one uh, because I don't think in the history of, and there have been so many obviously great singers, I don't think there's ever been a more beautiful voice than Nat King Cole. Do you? No. I mean, he was. Uh, he was it. Hard to imitate because he was so good. There are people, he had just a, a nice style that was all his. If you haven't heard, and I'm sure you'll hear Nat King Cole's version of this somewhere along the way during the holiday season. Without question. Okay, uh, rip those five from five to one uh, down again real quickly to recap. Number five was Oh Holy Night, Johnny Mathis. Okay. Number four was I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas, The Drifters. Number three most wonderful time of the year, Andy Williams. I sound like Casey Kasem, don't I? We'll be right back, everybody. You do. Okay. Number two was This Christmas, Donnie Hathaway. And my number one is a long distance dedication to <laughs> Cynthia in Kansas City, sending it out from American Top 40. That's boy, right. oh boy, we're making some old ass references now. She wants to send it out to her boyfriend Howard, uh, although she has others, <laughs> and and what have you. <laughs> okay, uh, you know another. You know, <laughs> you know the other song. You know the other song that was tied for the Christmas song for me. It was almost a tie. This is really going out of left field. You ever heard Santa Baby? Yeah. Birdie down the Christmas yeah. tree. Yeah. But that was Eartha Kitt. Was it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. These are some. Now, see, we may be talking about old songs and and bygone years, but they're played every Christmas. Those sure songs are. are fresh right now. Sure they are. There's nothing antiquated about them. Hey, young but, people! Okay. Young people know all these songs, and they know the voices. They yeah. know the versions. They can't tell you yes. probably the name of the artist or they know anything it. about the artist, but that's all right. They know the song. All right. Um, you said that we would match on one, and Maybe. my prediction was two. Yes. So uh, I now know the answer to that because I know my five. And I, okay, should I tell you what I, uh, are you going to tell me how many we matched right now? Or are you just going to no, go through them? I'm going to go okay, through them, right. but why don't you okay. tell me which one you think that might be a match? The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. Okay. All right, here we go. We're going to go with number five. Yes. And number five is by Johnny Mathis. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But it's not a match. Right. It's his version of I'll Be Home for Christmas. Oh, can't top that. Which of I course. think is the, uh, oh. you know, I don't oh. know why I don't have a number one, but I mean, that song, oh. if that doesn't put a lump in your throat, because yes. many times you can't be home for Christmas. Exactly right. And you'll hear it so many times now until somebody will want to put a lump on your head. <laughs> if you don't turn it, if you don't turn yeah. the station. Yeah. No, but really, uh, wonderful song wonderful yeah because 
you know, we couldn't be home for Christmas many times when we were working oh. down at Channel 2 eating yeah. uh, rubber turkey uh, in yeah. between newscasts. Uh, but uh, anyway, number five, I'll be home for Christmas. Johnny Mathis and many other people recorded that, but his version of it, I think, was the best. Now, do you consider that a match? No. Okay. I don't either. It's but, the same but artist, close. but it's not close. the same song. Yes. Okay. Number four. It's a match. What? It's the most wonderful time of the year, Andy Williams. Number four. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Well, you can't beat it. You can't. I mean, I, I'm saying this about all of them, but but you're right. What's not to like about that song? Yeah. You're, you're, you're instantly up when you hear it. Yes. Yeah. Right? I mean, we and obviously we could have, could have come up with 20, 20 songs to put on the list. Number three... And I was kind of surprised. Maybe maybe people get sick of this one, but I'm a little surprised it's not on your list. And it is White Christmas, Bing Crosby. Well, I think I read somewhere where that may be the all the number one selling Christmas song of all time. I it think. is. Yeah. It is the number one, and it's sure. possible that it is the number one song. Of all time, yeah. Um, be, because they said that the the sales back then, the you know the accounting of it wasn't as accurate as it is now. And I read that it it didn't fall out of the top one hundred until like nineteen sixty three, and it was recorded like in the mid forties. And here's a little note about it that I read. Um, it was part, oddly enough, of the United States evacuation from Vietnam. In 1975, Hmm. they said that the North Vietnamese had surrounded Saigon and the U.S. troops had an evacuation plan and the queue to evacuate was going to be an announcement on the American radio service that the temperature in Saigon is 105 and rising. And that was to be immediately followed by White Christmas by Bing. That was their cue to head to the 14 helicopters and get out of there. So that song played a little part of history as the Vietnam War ended. So that's my number three, White Christmas. Bing Crosby did not make your top five. No, but the song did. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. I do. (laughs) You assumed, A, I wasn't listening, or B, I had forgotten already. Uh, number two, this is a fun type song that I really associate with Christmas, and I think it goes back to my childhood, just hearing it all the time. This guy looks like Santa Claus. He sounds like Santa Claus. And you know who he might be? I'm thinking it's Burl Ives. You're thinking right. And <laughs> no. what song would it be then? Well, what's interesting is that we're going to talk about movies in a little bit. Yeah. That is the first movie this holiday season that I noticed was on TV and I recorded it because I'm going to watch it at least once or twice before the Christmas Day. And Burl Ives has a lot to do with the movie that I'm going to mention. It's not one of my top five, but Burl Ives singing... Uh, is a big part of the movie. 
Uh, so, but so, but it's a Burl Ives song yeah. that you you say. Wow, is it? Uh, um, man, a Burl. I thought your you choice. Would. I know what my choice is, but uh, it's um, have a holly jolly Christmas. Yes, you nailed it. <laughs> oh, by golly, have a holly jolly. Yeah. Burl Ives. Yeah. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Of course. You feel wonderful when you hear that. And what was your number one song again? The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. And my number one song is A Christmas okay. Song by Nat King Cole. Really? No yes. kidding. Yes. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Great, great minds. Uh, and talent think alike yeah and that means that we had two matches now for the so, same reason did you like nat king cole's version you like his better than any other version of oh that, right? yeah i just as i said there's no voice like nat king cole i heard that song so much growing up i loved everything about listening to him uh, that would be the song that uh, on a on a record player that that my parents and you know my aunts and uncles would be playing, and um, there there is none better in my book. And and he's even had versions of I think that there is a version where he had a duet with his daughter Natalie. I know I, she would would record and put her superimpose her voice within the song and i think that's one of them yeah did they do an entire album together i'm not certain well it would have been her album because he had passed away long ago yeah. before yeah. that i'm not certain of that but i know that there was oh i know what it was it was unforgettable unforgettable yeah uh but they may have she may have done others including this one though so my five were I'll Be Home for Christmas, Johnny Mathis version. Number four, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Andy Williams. Number three, White Christmas, Bing Crosby. Number two, A Holly Jolly Christmas, Burl Ives. And number one for both of us, Nat King Cole, A Christmas Song. You know what's interesting about these songs is that uh, I mentioned how Donny Hathaway you could start singing at any time of year because it feels so good. There are some songs that became popular and they didn't even come from being a holiday movie. The intention wasn't to make it a Christmas movie, but one of the most famous Christmas songs to me is Judy Garland's Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Uh -huh. Yes, sure I have. And yeah. it's a teary song, and she's singing in the window with her younger sister because the family's going to move. And and uh, and it comes from Meet Me in St. Louis. has nothing to do with, uh -huh. as a total, of, about Christmas necessarily, but it comes from, uh, it's one that just stuck, and, and you hear that over and over during the holiday season. Well, a lot of these are teary songs because they, they bring up memories of uh, Christmas's past, uh, when, you know, a lot of your relatives that you grew up with are, are no longer around. So anyway, um, all right, we're going to do the top five movies. But first, let's take a break. And what have you? And what have you? you you're running that in the ground. You think I think that's funny? 
I just want to make, make sure you say it enough today. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. This week on Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, we talk with Shark Tank's Mark Cuban. As a dad, uh-huh. when your kids want something, do you make them give you the 90-second pitch? Oh, uh, like- yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll give them the, and for that reason, I'm out, too. <laughs> <laughs> Minutia Men, Celebrity Interview. An Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Hey, and friends here, and I think you should listen to us. Why's that? Well, personally, I like dragging us down rabbit holes that have little to do with the conversation at hand. Yeah, you do that all the time. I think you're a professional at it. I'd like to be. I think that's my ideal job. Just to be the tangent man. How you guys feel about peeing on a bus? <laughs> all that on And Friends, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. We are back. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury. And Steve Baskerville. Where do you go during these breaks? Where do you go? Um, I usually go out and get a sandwich mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, get a bite to eat. And then I come back and uh, I do <laughs> research right. for the second section and uh, show preparation. Favorite Christmas uh, songs, favorite Christmas movies. What's your favorite uh, sandwich? My favorite sandwich. Wow, that's yeah. a tough one because I like all kinds of sandwiches. Yeah. Um, I tell you one thing, I don't have it since we're talking about this kind of a season. After you have, if you have turkey, you know, on Thanksgiving to yeah. me, a sliced cold turkey sandwich with a little mayonnaise on it, uh, that night is just fabulous. Is that a holiday sandwich? Well, it probably is because I don't know how many times people, well, you can get, you can buy turkey, but I mean, I don't know how many times people, you know, cook an entire turkey the rest of the year. Yeah, you, know? you may be onto something there. Um, I um, don't know what, I don't, my favorite uh, sandwich would be, uh, it depends, but I'm now very fond of uh, a salami with some cheese on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I love salami sandwich. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing like a good ham sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. And how about an Italian beef? Oh, yeah. Gash it up good for a whole day. <laughs> I may have mentioned this before. I'm going to mention it again because that's the kind of guy I am. Uh, when I was little, I used to look at the Soupy Sales show. Yeah. And, uh, and across the street from where I lived was a quarter, little quarter mom and pop store. And they sold, but they sold, it was like a little mini deli where, uh, you know, you could go over and get a half a pound of this and a quarter pound of that. And when I would watch Soupy's show on Saturdays, he would start his show by saying, okay, and today I'm going to have a liverwurst and some uh, cheese on rye bread. And then the show would go on. Uh, and, and during the break, he would set you up because at the end of the show, you're going to have lunch with Soupy. And I would look around, and if I didn't have what he was going to have, I'd race across the street doing the commercials and ask the man to just slice me off a little liverwurst. Huh. And he was, and he understood what I was doing every weekend so much so that he didn't charge me. He would be like, what's Soupy having today? And I'd go, <laughs> can I have, a, I just need two, can I have a slice of liverwurst? And he would, okay, go. And I'd go home, and as I'm looking at the rest of the show, hurriedly make 
a liverwurst and cheese with some bread. Uh, it, it didn't matter if I didn't have the rye bread, but I wanted to have the other ingredients. And at the very end of the show, Soupy would say, okay, it's time to have my lunch. Are you ready? And, and he'd take a bite. That's all he would do. Just take, and I would take a bite. And I felt like I was having lunch with, with Soupy, Soupy Sales. Sales. You like that story? I like that. You yeah. know, I've never had, I've never tasted liverwurst. Love it. I love it. Do you? Yes. I haven't had it in a long time, but I could go for a liverwurst sandwich. Okay. Uh, Let's go for, uh, by the way, just for yeah. the uh, sake of accuracy. Um, sure. I don't get a sandwich uh, during our breaks because our break <laughs> is only about 10 seconds long. And then our producer inserts the commercials uh, at a later time. Why are you spoiling it? But I am hungry. Why are you spoiling it? You took away all of the, th- I mean, why? All the drama. Did you, yeah, did you have to say that? Because I'm simple-headed. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm simple-headed. Okay. All okay. right. All right, Boy. let's talk about our top five movies, and you again will go first. Now, first, let's talk about the matches. Go. Let's talk about matches on here. How many matches do you think we'll have? Well, I'll be right back after this break. I'm going to get a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, liverwurst. Uh, how many matches? This is curious. Now, I think... Perhaps, well, I, now see, I've come up with a, a little that aren't quite typical, all right? And it's going to throw, I've replaced a, a movie that most folks would say is one of their favorites. So I think maybe there's a shot that we've got two, two on this list. Do you? Okay, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with one. All right. This time. I think there'll be at least one. Yeah, at I do too. At least one. Okay, let all it fly. Right, right. You ready? My heart's beating so fast. I love this stuff so much. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, this movie comes on. I don't care what part of the movie that I happen upon. I will watch the rest of it because I like the movie so much. There have been versions of this film from the 30s to the 2000s. It, the remakes and remakes and remakes of it. And I love it. I happen to like the 1970 version of it with a guy named Albert Finney in lead role. You ready to hear the name of the movie? I'm ready. The name of the movie is Scrooge, A Christmas Carol. Uh-huh. The, the famous Charles Dickens yeah. tale. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I love the 30s version. I love the most, I will give the most updated version of it a try. Because I just like the story so much. It makes me feel the same way when I see it. That's my number five, Scrooge. It's a good choice. Love it. Now, since I love it so much, love, love, love the Scrooge story. You ready for number four? I am. You ready? Don't make it another version of Scrooge. Uh, Number four is Scrooge-da. Bill Murray. Scrooge, yes. <laughs> love, love the teeth out of it. <laughs> love it. Can't get enough of it. I love it when, when Bill Murray, you know, he plays this sarcastic, heartless TV executive who, you know, is the Scrooge character. And by the end of the movie, he's turned himself around and he realizes his mistakes and there's joy at the end. My favorite part of the movie is when the ghost of Christmas present her actress named Carol Kane keeps slapping him. 
slapping him to get his attention. Yeah. And to make a point, instead of just making a point, she slaps him or punches him. And he gets so sick of being slapped and punched. But but the movie is just terrific. I think that might be one of Bill Murray's best, in my opinion. Do you like the movie? Here's a little revelation. I've watched 23, no, over 25 movies since, and I've never seen it. <laughs> I have never seen Scrooge. Oh, oh, you got to promise yourself that between now and Christmas Day, you watch that. Yeah, I do have to promise myself that. I think you'll get a kick out of it. I'll promise you'll, myself. You'll I'm not going to promise you. <laughs> Uh, I'm suddenly doing Santa Claus laughs now. <laughs> or what have you. You're doing Burl Lives laughs. I'm doing Burl Lives. Number three. Uh, no, number three. Are you really ready for this? I'm ready. ready. Okay. Number three. Christmas Vacation. Chevy Chase. 1989. Love it, love it, love it. The Griswold Christmas. It's a classic. And when he's got his cousin Eddie that comes over, Randy Quaid. Yes. <laughs> Love cousin it. Eddie. Was <laughs> a, I think he was in all of them, wasn't he? At least three of them. Uh, he may have been, but I just know. And when Chevy Chase turns those lights on. Yeah. yeah. And the whole neighborhood goes down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have, uh, by the way, do you have neighbors that just go completely crazy with lights on their house? Well, this year, I've noticed that. I was going to ask you that. This year, I've noticed that more than ever. Uh, There are some people that moved in, just bought the house uh, this summer and moved in across the street. They have little kids. And they have a tremendous display out in their front yard with, uh, you know, Santa and the, mm-hmm. and the reindeer and a snowman, and uh, it's all lit up. My granddaughter loves it. So I've seen that more, more this year than I think I have in the past years. Now, here's the, the question. Are you one to decorate the house every Christmas season? Uh, yeah, it is decorated. I mean, we The we, exterior. Yeah, we've got, yeah. We've got a wreath lit up in the window we've got some stuff on the porch but i don't have my entire house um you know strung with lights you're not like the griswolds not quite okay do you think do you think we decorate every season i think you decorate to a degree probably closer to what i just described yeah you're right uh exactly right i uh i i do the same thing don't go whole hog but i well, there'll be a display around the window and the door, and even though we've got a little pole outside uh, in the lawn too, you know the the light that we decorate. We did that too. And, yeah, uh, love it. Yeah. Now, hey, do well, you? I, uh, sure. Would you mind? Could I stop by and see it sometime? Uh, after the pandemic, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, go ahead. We're, and we're, make sure and make sure you stop by between the 18th and the 25th, because I don't feel like saying Merry Christmas before that. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. and, and by the way, by the way, do you go now? Here's something I bet we do that you don't do. We go uh, more whole hog on decorating inside the house. You know, I was just going to mention that we do, too. We will have banisters with things like like lights yes. on them, yep. Yep. and uh, the rooms we don't even go in with yep. lights and, and, and a display there. And I, I like that. I like. Uh, in fact, I'm down here in the basement 
that. Uh, there's no evidence of it right now being Christmas. But I'm going to throw up some, uh, like a little, uh, there's a, a Christmas lamp. I'm going to put it down here and uh, uh-huh. I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it look Christmassy. I like the interior yeah, decorated. I do too. I do too. And then we have um, the mantle on all four of our fireplaces really decorated. Sure. Yeah. And when do you, when yeah. do you, <laughs> do you have fire, fires blazing in each one? Uh, yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. I, I have somebody comes in and let, lights them. Uh, that, uh, now, here's something that's happened to us. It's, it was a long time ago, though. Long time ago. Uh, and I don't know whether people, I think this is an old fashioned thing that probably very few neighborhoods across the country do anymore. Or, or, for a number of reasons. But I remember answering the door one Christmas uh, season night and there were about five people caroling. Uh-huh. That's an old-fashioned thing. Got on my nerves so bad. Right. But it was nice. It was a really warm thing to do. Uh, you know, a cozy kind of... Hark the Herald Angels when you open the door at, at nine o'clock. You, you wouldn't be doing things like that in these days and times. I'm talking about pandemic or not. Well, you People know what? People just don't, don't do that. No, but these days and times, this might be the best year for that to lift people's spirits because you can yes. sure stand out on the sidewalk yes. and sing. Mm-hmm. And, and there's uh, nothing wrong with that. And I was joking when I said it got on my nerves. It made me feel good. I mean, that that's a... Uh, and, and I think what they were doing, as I recall, was if you wanted to join them, you could go get your coat and go on and go to the next house. And you politely now, you, declined. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think I got my coat? Hell no. And when, uh, maybe there was a chance if they had been singing Jingle Bells. I told you I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to be singing Hark the Herald Angels at the, no. my next door neighbor's house. And I think uh, that you were right. You were being honest at, <laughs> at the beginning when you said it got on your nerves. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to hear four stanzas of it in, in every verse. Right. Because they were yeah. standing there a long time saying, serenading me. Because you're like, okay, uh, I get the point. It's very nice. I, I got Yes. And if you think I'm getting my hat and coat and joining you. Uh, you know, oh, come all you faithful. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was nice. It was a nice feeling. Okay. Number okay. three was uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Number two. Yeah. <laughs> the way that you rolled off National Lampoon's, it makes me think that's one of yours. But okay. <laughs> I digress. I think that might have been one of yours, too. All right. Number two. Number two. Number two. I don't, I don't think this is on your list. I think there's a chance you haven't seen it. And you're crazy. If I you've think never there's seen a good it. chance that I haven't wow. seen it. But number two on my list, on my list of Christmas movies, I like to see every season. I can't get enough of the Santa Claus. Tim the Allen. Santa. Yes. That's a, love that's it, a fun movie. Love it. Love it. He grows, you know, heavier every day and he can't understand why he's getting weight put on and he's trying not to gain weight. He turns into Santa Claus after Santa Claus has a terrible accident on the roof and he has yeah. to replace Santa Claus. Love it. Jim I love Allen, the transformation. He's an underrated actor as far as I'm concerned, as far as a comedic actor goes. Yeah, I won't watch a lot of his stuff, but his Christmas stuff, that one hit the spot for me and I, and I like it. If that comes on, I'll stop and sit down and watch it or record it. And there was, a, there was a sequel. Yes, but the, but none, as in most sequels to me, nothing 
usually matches the first one. But okay. that's the one that stands out in my mind. That's number two. Number two. Okay. Uh, good Lord. Is this still the same day? How long is this program today? Uh, All right. I'm going too slow. two hours and ten minutes in. Here's a drum roll. <laughs> All right. I could go for a Tootsie Roll right now. Can you now. hear that? Yeah. It's a pitiful weak. drum roll. All right. Well, what are we up to? Number one, right? Yes. Number one. I... Uh, I, I thought about changing it, but I said, no, I'll, I'll be right on point. And this is mine, although there are other wonderful Christmas movies. I love Miracle on 34th Street. Miracle on 34th Street. Yep. The one where, where Natalie Wood was the little girl and she poo-pooed the idea of Christmas. You, you know the story. Sure, and sure I the, do. Uh, but, but Miracle on 34th Street, that version of it. I think it was 1947. Who was the... Can't beat it. So she obviously became a big star. She was a child star then. Who was the big star in that? I don't... It was I a big name, Mar- I Mar- Well, Maureen O'Hara was her Oh, Maureen mom. O'Hara. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I can't... Th- John Payne was the love interest of her mother, and he was the one who took interest in the child to make her aware of there is a Santa Claus. And Edwin Gwynn, I think his name is Edmund Gwynn, was was Santa, was the Santa character? He was the uh, less famous of the Gwyn brothers. Fred. Fred. <laughs> no. <laughs> Herman Munster. <laughs> he had nothing to do with that family. All and right. So what you else? Gotta, what else was Herman Munster in? Big role. Uh, cousin Vinny. Yes, my cousin yes. Vinny. Did that make okay. your list? Uh, no. no. Although, is there anything holiday? It could be a little holiday reference. Uh, there here. could be. Okay, run them down again. You're five. Uh, okay, Scrooge. Scrooge, duh. Christmas Vacation. The Santa Claus. And Miracle of 34th Street. Good list. That's it. Very yeah. good list. Okay, you said that we would have at least one match. And I think you said two. And by the way, I should say it just because it could get lost in the shuffle. Remember I told you I already recorded a, a movie? Yeah. And I'm going to watch it. It's classified as a film, and I love it. It takes me back to my childhood. I recorded Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh-huh. Sure. And Burl Ives is a snowman in that. Yeah, he is. Love love it. Love it. He is. And, it, and, the, I, and you can't wait till the end when he actually sings the song, and there's a happy ending to it. All right. And Charlie so Brown, me, Charlie, Charlie Brown, yeah, the, sure. the cartoons. Okay, yeah. here, uh, you said that we would match two. I said one. So here we go. My number five yeah. is yeah. Miracle on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. Figures. It's hard Great. not to love that movie. It's hard. It really is. Yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful one. Mm-hmm. Moving on to number four. And I'm surprised this wasn't on your list. This is one of my favorite movies. This is hysterical. It's a comedy. Yes. Elf. Yeah. I I had written Elf down because I, I love Elf. And it's it's a great movie in terms of a great laugh. It's hard to say a great movie. That's like saying, you know, that Barney Rubble's a great actor. But... Uh, <laughs> it's a great but, movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, with, uh, who's the lead again? Uh, Will Ferrell. Uh, yeah, Will Ferrell. Uh, Will Ferrell is, is terrific as Elf. He and was I so think terrific. That, that there's also a, a, a pretty heavy uh, a dramatic. Is it James Caan who's yeah. in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
the movie did so well that Will Ferrell, this would be a nice position to be in. He reportedly turned down $29 million to do the sequel. Smart. Smart. How are you going to outdo that? I'm not worried about outdoing it. I want the $29 million. But yeah, he shows you he didn't need it or that he picked another project where he still made the $29 million. And realized that it would be hard to top that or to equal it because it was fantastic. Now, number three on my list, uh, you will have to admit, is one of the funniest movies you've ever seen. I can't believe it. One of the funniest things I've ever said is to say Elf was fantastic. <laughs> it is. It is fantastic. But it was. It was. Okay. Your next one is? A classic. And this is number what? Three? Three. Is that it? It's probably one of those sentimental movies, I no, bet. No, okay. this is another silly silly comedies. In fact, my okay. next two are comedies. This okay. one is Bad Santa. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, you know what's interesting about Bad Santa to me? I almost don't, cons- I don't consider that a Christmas movie for some weird reason. And I understand he's Santa. How could, how could somebody portraying Santa not be a Christmas movie. But there's something about it. I could watch that any month and get a kick out of it. Because, oh, yeah. Because it's so strong uh, a character that it's just funny. No, Billy he's, Bob he's, is unbelievable. Billy Bob Thornton is just hilarious. He is. And, and it's, it's, it's funny. It, yes, it is a Christmas movie, but it... Uh, to me, you know what it's almost like calling a Christmas movie? Die Hard. And I hope that, yes. Yeah. And people classify Die Hard as a Christmas movie. I kind of think that uh, Bad Santa is makes the cut as a Christmas movie as opposed yeah, to Die does. Hard. Yeah, it does. You know, it does, uh, obviously, because it all revolves around Santa, the Santa character. All right. Number two yeah. yes. is another comedy and... It is a Christmas movie, and I'm surprised this one isn't on your list, but it is, and you'll see it every year. Yeah. You have any guesses what it might be? It's a comedy? A comedy? uh, Is it The Grinch? No. Is that a comedy? No. A live action comedy, a a live character. I don't know what it could be, because there are... Probably another handful like that. It's, Give me the star. Give me the star that's in it. Well, I don't want to mention the main star because you would immediately know, but I'll tell you like the, the one of the female leads is Catherine O'Hara. Oh, is it uh, Home Alone? Home Alone. Yes. Yes. Home Alone. I love Classic. Home Alone. Everything about it. There's an interesting film on Netflix, I believe, that sort of goes into the making of that. Really? It, yeah. oh, I'd like to it watch that. Fascinating look at getting that movie done because I think at the beginning nobody wanted to do it other than those who were directing and producing it. Yeah, John Hughes, uh, who was from Chicago, uh, his son said that he actually wrote it in less than eight hours. Yeah. Uh, that he had vacation anxiety he was going to europe with his with his taking his family to europe and he was all anxious about it and then came back and thought about what would happen if we took off and we left one of the kids at home and that's how that's how joe pesci wasn't the original uh choice for his character in it the original one somebody did they want somebody more comedic they thought 
Well, I don't know how you could get more comedic than Joe Pesci, but uh, well, I think well, I think though at that time probably Joe Pesci was coming off of those gangster movies. Yeah, and and he could be fun. Just the things he said were funny, but he was sort of a scary guy. Yeah, and so I, it was probably a chance making him totally comedic yeah. throughout a movie. Well, this is another guy that you wouldn't think that's been in many movies with Joe Pesci and is not thought of as comedic until. Until later in his career. Can't be De Niro. De Niro. De Niro. De Niro. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then they were really dropping down in class, although he's a decent actor. But the, then they went after John Lovitz. <laughs> yeah. That's going. <laughs> I love John Lovitz, but that is going pretty down it, to the sea level. It is. <laughs> but you know how it is when movies, once the movies are made... And if they're if they're done well, which this was, you can't imagine anybody else playing cannot, that role. Cannot, cannot at all. And his goofy sidekick, I, whose uh, name yeah, Daniel, I don't know, Daniel Stern. I can't imagine somebody uh, taking that role. He was so good at that. He was that. great. Yeah. I met I met Daniel. I think it was Daniel Stern. Did he do a baseball movie that they filmed in Chicago, Wrigley Field? I don't know. Could have. I think he I, did. I, I, I think it was Daniel Stern that I, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But anyway, and uh, that would bring us to my number one movie. So uh, do we have I any got, matches gonna, there? We have no. Yeah, we have Miracle on 34th Street. Is and our I guess, I'm going to guess you're number one. I know which way you're leaning. I know what okay. you chose. All right. Because it, I almost chose this. Almost chose this as my number one because. That's what people do. I think they think this is the Christmas movie, and well, it's hard to avoid it. You ready? I think you, I think you, yeah, I think you actually absolutely know what it is. And I would is, go as far to say that it is probably in my top five of favorite movies of all time. Yeah. So, go ahead. It's, and it's got Jimmy Stewart in it. It probably has Jimmy Stewart in it. And maybe and Donna is, Reed. Yes, it's A Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. You act disappointed that I picked because, that one because it's no, too obvious. Is that no, you're I, trying to outsmart I was, me? No, I was tempted to choose it. But I'll tell you what that movie does to me. There are there are so many. Most of the movie uh, is sad or or, or it's. Um, yeah, it is. It's, you're, you're painting yes. the character, the Jimmy Stewart character. You're giving a sense of the people who live in the town. And the problems they're having, yeah. and how they're trying to solve them, and then you have him wanting to die, and it, it doesn't become warm to me until like the last twenty minutes. You're right. But, that's but, what that's what makes it a movie. But what makes it so great are those twenty minutes. But it's a long movie too. I mean, it is. It's, it's it if is. it's a, it always feels long to me. But I understand choosing it as number one because it's. It's easy to do that because it is such a classic. I almost think it's the the perfect movie. Um, you know yeah. everything about it, and it it bombed at the box office initially. They thought that they weren't even going to make back what they what they made it for. I think it cost like six billion to make it, which you think about, you know, back then, that was a yes. lot of money. But yeah. but it bombed, and uh, critics didn't like it, and um, and then. Uh, you know, I don't know how it took off. Maybe by being on television every year. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's like having the Wizard of Oz on every year. You got to see it's a wonderful life. Yeah, I, I, it's up there with Scrooge. If if Scrooge 
or a It's a Wonderful Life aren't on somewhere during the Christmas season and available to you, something's wrong. Because those are classics. Yes, and yeah. they are, and they are on. Um, so my five are Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, Elf, Bad yeah. Santa, yes. Home Alone, and yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. So we yeah. matched one. Now I got, I have some other lesser known films, but I think you ought to look at or check out as you try to catch up with your filmdom. Okay. Are they Christmas movies? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Uh, I think if you haven't seen it, uh, you ought to see, and this almost made my list. You ever heard of this movie called The Man Who Came to Dinner? The Man I Who have. Came to Dinner. Yeah. Uh, it's an old movie, and it's Monty Woolley is this character who's a, uh, uh, he's a very popular gossip columnist. Uh, he's a theater critic from New York City. Uh-huh. And uh, he goes to have dinner. The intention is to have dinner in this small town somewhere in, in the Midwest at this uh, prominent family's house. And it turns out that he stays from Christmas all the way through New Year's. And, and he's so well known that the house is just turned upside down. There are stars that come in and out and politicians ringing the phone every day. And they're giving him weird get well gifts that are animals. And, and he's got seals that somebody sent him. And uh, it's just bizarre. And Jimmy Durante's in it. Jimmy Durante. Jimmy Durante. Now, if folks don't know who Jimmy Durante is. I'll give you the essence of Jimmy Durante. You ready? Yes. You ready for it? Here's Jimmy Durante. Did you ever want to go when you wanted to stay? And then you had to stay when you wanted to go? <laughs> do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. I think I'll go. I love it. That's Jimmy Durante. And what did he okay. say? Didn't he have a, did, did he say all the Stop time? Stop the music. Like, Stop the music. Did he say something like, ha-cha-cha? Miss Calabash or something. Good night, Miss Calabash, wherever you are. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a Jimmy Durante expert, but that was enough of him. You saw like you ought to see you ought to see you ought to see a movie called It Happened on Fifth Avenue. That's coming on on the fifth of December on Turner Classic Movies. Yeah. That now is one of my most anticipated movies. It's a sort of a B level movie out of the forties, but I haven't heard of it. It's a wonderful little movie called It It Happened on Fifth Avenue, where a hobo, a hobo, you know, back in the, you know, the hobo. Remember Red Skelton had a character like Clem Cadiddlehofer, a yeah. hobo uh -huh. with the with a half-smoked cigar yes. and, a, sure. and a knapsack. Well, the hobo takes over a rich person's house while the family's on vacation in Florida. And he uh -huh. takes the house while they're gone and uh, lives there. But anyway, then a love story pursues because the owner's daughter comes in and 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 she wants to pretend that that it's not her house because she doesn't like her father, and, and uh, it's just uh, all sorts of little zany things happen along the way. But it's a nice Christmassy movie, and it's all taking place. Most of it is during Christmas time, Christmas week. You know, hobo, it happened on Fifth Avenue. That's probably not politically correct anymore. But that's what the that's what that character was. You don't see anybody who looks like that in the street. I mean, it's, it's some uh, caricature of of, of uh, somebody homeless. And you're right; it's not a politically correct name to give someone. But that's what 
the character is. Give me a break. I'm just telling you movies. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. What does uh, he do it? Yeah. Man. Uh, you know, another one. And then you ought to see Christmas in Connecticut. Oh, okay. Christmas in Connecticut. Barbara Stanwyck. And I haven't Dennis heard of Morgan. that either. Yeah. Good luck for that. That'll be on this month. I hope some folks who are listening are nodding their heads because they've seen either one of those movies. I hope they have. Hey, Steve, yeah. if you like uh, Back to You, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Like Minutia Men, Rick Kempfer and David Stern, consumers of worthless information. Listen as they share their newest worthless information in the podcast Minutia Men on SpotifyOpishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Like what we just uh, offered is not useless. (laughs) (laughs) You're a funny guy. You're a funny guy. The way you tell a story, you're funny. You're a funny guy. That's kind of what they. That's kind of what they do. But uh, they're fun to listen to. Good guys. I enjoyed too. this. I enjoyed I this. You make me want to go see a movie. Uh, out of all, what movie would you like to see? That now, after all this discussion, what would be the top of your list to go see? Again, whether it's something off of your list or my list or anything we said, what would you be in the mood for right now? Well, I like something a little bit lighter. Yeah. So I would probably wade into a little bit of Home Alone. Yeah. And you made me want to see Elf again. And Bad Santa. And yeah, Bad Santa, which <laughs> is a Christmas movie that's sort of a Christmas movie. But, you know, the, which the is ones, a Christmas movie. The ones that we yeah. mentioned, though, uh, like It's a Wonderful Life. I love the movie, but you're right. I mean, it it's, you know, got a thread of sadness throughout it. So. You know, while I watch it, and I think it's a great movie, and I love it, it, you know, I'm not always in the mood for it. Well, I hope we've inspired folks to go watch something uh, just to pass the time and feel good. Uh, and, and look for Howard and me. Look for both of us. Uh, Howard and I will show up on your front lawn on one of these nights coming up. Uh, with some other folks who will be singing Sleigh Ride. We'll be caroling. Isn't that right? Yeah. And you watch out one of these nights, I'm going to show up on your front lawn, and I may or may not be singing. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'll I'll have a shotgun like the Griswolds aimed right at you. so that's it. I feel I feel very good. I feel in the spirit now of the holidays. I do too, and I think our lists were uh, were pretty good. Yeah. I, I think that we I think we came up with some good stuff. Uh, Not bad for a two and a half hour podcast. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and we, as always, give a special thanks to our executive producer Tony Lasano with OpiShows.com. We Opie sure do. Is Hippo, spelled backwards, O-P-P-I-H, shows.com. And Samuel Greenberg, wherever you are out there, you're the man. Yeah, Sam. He's our engineer, and he always uh, makes sure that Steve's audience, Steve's got the right buttons turned on. (laughs) My my level is either too hot or too low, one or the other. One Uh, or the other. This is... Distributed by Ed Silha with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. So, Steve, that's all until next time. 
Okay, enjoy your liverwurst sandwich. I had fun. I'm going to go have lunch with Soupy Sales. Okay. Or what have you. <laughs> See you on the next one. Bye. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, we answer listener questions. Listen to <laughs> Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. If you missed Los Ano or Los Ano and Friends, here's what you missed. I feel like you go into a motel, you just search for cameras instantly. That's got to be like your first reaction. Anywhere you intend to be nude, you should just check. I mean, you just don't be nude in a motel. Well, I no, feel like no, that'd I, be smart. I, I should just not true. get changed or take a shower. No, I no. think, wait, but you're, I think you're missing my point. I'm worried that I'm not going to be on camera. Mm. I want footage of me. You're the only one who wants to be filmed uh, unknowingly doing something ridiculous. Right, because I would be curious. Wouldn't you be curious to see what you do? No. Yeah, like just the mundane. Right. That's how I spend my time. You, sp- you spend four hours doing that? Why? <laughs> As you fast forward, you go, I'm not even moving. Look at that. I am stationary for hours. <laughs> I didn't even get up and that bag just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> Where did it come from? <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever the f*** it's called. Is this over? Yes.